0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Parent Pivot Podcast. I am one of your awesome co-hosts, Steve Cummings.
1: And I'm Julia Cummings. The
0: other awesome co-host. Hey, we have a special guest today. Uh, I'm going to let you do the the intro.
1: Okay. We have our youngest (laughs) child here. Um, Last, but certainly not least. That's true. That is true. And that is Jackson... And he is... Well, you know what? I'm going to let you tell people about yourself.
2: About me? Yeah. Yeah. Where you live.
1: (laughs) What you do. Uh, What you do. What you're up to.
2: Ah, yes. Loving my best life. All the basics. Uh, My name is Jackson. (laughs) I'm the youngest of four to these two chumps sitting across from me. Um, And I live in California in Sequoia National Forest. Um, I work in Kings Canyon National Park. Uh, as a retail supervisor, but not what I necessarily want to do with the rest of my life, but <laughs> it's paying the bills right now. It's a good job. Uh, hopefully would love to do some film stuff. And so actually filming, uh, a short film tomorrow. So I have, uh, everyone else in this talented family. So
1: <laughs> the family of hams. That's what I like to say. It's true. Um, Tell us about your significant other.
2: Uh, Elizabeth Ashley Flaherty. Elizabeth (laughs) Ashley Cummings, I guess. I
0: call her Miss Liz.
2: (laughs) Yes. Uh, I met her in 2018 when my life was completely up in the air and left Portland, thank the Lord, Um, (laughs) and God took me to Hume Lake Christian Camps, which is where I live now, um, in Sequoia National Forest. And who was there on my second day? It was this woman named elizabeth and i was stricken stricken struck i was struck love struck love struck smacked me across the face um and i was like no i don't (laughs) want to be around a girl anyway lots of god stuff lots of prophetic things that had happened uh beforehand that god was um fulfilling and bringing those visions uh to us uh in the first month of being, in the first two weeks of being around each other, which was super uh, creepy, Um, (laughs) but cool. Uh, And so I knew very early on that she was going to be it. And so um, we both knew that neither of us were in the space to date uh, because we had both come there to heal. Um, And so because we just both had so much, faith that like this was it we took our sweet time it looked weird it looked really weird we we're like our main thing that we would say is walls which was like not going to each other for things that you should go to the lord about and not emotionally leaning on the other person um and we weren't which was good uh we were cuddling and watching <laughs> uh interstellar which is a three hour long movie and Uh, We kissed, actually, before we were official. So it was a whole, it was backwards. But, and then uh, I proposed to her in Spain. um, And in that whole process of being, of dating and doing all that stuff, God was like healing a lot of different things that had happened in my life um, through her. And I remember one time in 2019, someone came up to me who barely really knew me. And it was just like, I felt like it was just super, super prophetic. Like it was just speaking straight to my heart. And, um, it was like Liz's last night and this woman hugged me cause we were all leaving or something, uh, this camp that we were working at and she just goes, take care of Elizabeth. I was like, Oh, I will. And then she just looked at me and went, she saved you. And mm-hmm. I was like, you, I've never thought of that, but that is completely true. Um, and mm-hmm. Yeah, she's my best friend. Um, she's freaking hot, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, zero, absolutely zero complaints uh, with this.
0: Now, if we stuff. talked to Liz, would she say the same thing?
1: Oh my gosh, yes.
2: She tells me that I'm hot every day. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah,
1: the other day Jackson was <laughs> in a wedding, and which is why he's in Georgia with us right now. And Jackson was in a wedding, and we drove up, and the second Liz saw Jack, she was like, Oh my husband he's so cute look at how hot he is um so yes they are smitten with each other so it helps. um it helps they
2: the are marriage. coming
1: up on three years of marriage yeah august 9th august 9th and um they anyway, were one of
0: our pandemic weddings one of our pandemic they were the weddings. second one yep.
1: yeah so um jack like i said is the youngest and as i said he is certainly not he's the last, but not the least, for sure. Um, Jack was <laughs> my child who um, always, always funny. Yes. Always needed to be... His,
0: his wheels were always turning. Yes. Oh always turning. Always turning. Always asking the why question.
1: Always the why question. He was the most... Um, what's the word? Curious. Yeah, just, and and very, yeah.
0: Like, do you have, do you have a, 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 a one that you remember driving around the suburban Gosh, and you hauling all the you know, other kids to school and <laughs> you pick up Jack or he was with you? and?
1: You know, he was pretty young and, you know, Jack was at home with me longer than the rest because they were all in school. And we dropped the kids off at school and Jack was still with me. So he must have been pretty little. I would say probably four-ish. And he was always looking out the window at the cars, or out the window in the car, and always the wheels turning and asking me question after question after question.
0: Mommy, mommy, and mommy, Yeah, mommy. it's
1: like this and that and that. And he's just very, um, what's the word I want to use that is... Inquisitive? Super deep. Qu- super Inquisitive. Deep. He's a very deep person. Yes, he's very deep, very inquisitive. And... Um, I just remember him asking so many questions and I remember having to say, Jackson, let's not ask any questions for a while. <laughs> he was also my kid. Um, the only one of my children that would get in trouble at school for talking.
0: The only time we ever had to go and get, were contacted by the principal's office yes. was because of Jackson yes. in high school going, well, this is a first. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so he would get in trouble. He loved to talk. And it wasn't, but it wasn't, it
0: wasn't harmful trouble. It was like, it was like, like, you know, he had a way of defending himself (laughs) and explaining something which made sense, but it was still kind of broke the rules. So there wasn't any, it wasn't drug related or got in a fight or nothing like that. I'm like going, I'm going to the principal's office at Foothill High School. It's like, this is my last child. What the heck is this all about?
1: (laughs) Right. So he just, you know, he had the tendency to get in a little trouble, um, He's always thinking
0: outside the box. Always playful. He's one of our otters. Yes. You know. Yes. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't that yeah, that real stupid. That's made to be broken. Let's go ahead and break it.
2: (laughs) That's
1: true.
2: (laughs) It doesn't make sense. It's like, why is it there? Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Me, Campbell, and Jack are the otter rule rule breakers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And you know
0: what? I will. uh, I'll get into some stuff here, which will help to. Tease some stuff up for Jack to talk about. So having the two older brothers, Wesley and Campbell, that we've already interviewed, yeah. I'm like going, "I got this dad thing down. I got the girl thing down. I know how to. I know how to. Now I've got a princess, and here comes Jack. And wrench. for like, huh?
2: <laughs> <A> Wrenched.
1: <laughs> yes, thrown. Threw a yeah, wrench in. Yeah, the- and
0: I just, I, I struggled, and and, 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 and parents of adult children out there, um, it's okay to. Uh, well, it's okay to own your stuff, yeah. first of all. Yeah. Um, when you look back and go, man, I didn't, I didn't do that well. And so Jack and I have obviously worked through all this stuff and come to the other side of it, but for the first 18 years, I was trying to parent the same way I had been parented, and parent Jack the same way I had parented his two older brothers, and could not figure out why this wasn't working. And so I've, the harder I tried, the worse it got, and we just didn't have a good um, uh, connection part because I didn't understand Jack's heart. Jack is a deep thinker. He's a deep person and and cut out of similar mold to, to his mother. And I just couldn't. And I was basing it all on behavior. And I was going through my own stuff. I'd use a different word than that. But <laughs> it was causing all this angst in his life um, and that he's, he can sense, you know, you can talk about Jack however freely you want to. I'm, I'm, there's nothing you can't share on our podcast. So I'm, I'm happy to do that. But um, it, took, it took me getting to a point of realizing, you know, when you have four kids, they're all unique. Mm-hmm. Um, even the boys. Um, in fact, Jack even batted left-handed. I <laughs> um, picked up a bat and then I'm like, going, you know what, let's leave him left-handed. That was awesome. So every everything about him was different. And he's a creative sort. I mean, even being here in Georgia right now, he's going to do another short film. And every time he comes back here, he does something. I'm just so amazed at who he is. But I wasn't focused on that in early Raising of You. So um, I recognize that. I mean, if, when we hit 18, I'm trying to remember what our, our coming to Jesus moment was. Do you remember what that was?
2: Like you, like...
0: Just where we shifted, and all of a sudden, our father-son relationship changed, or was it kind of over time? Because
2: I think it was, yeah, I think it was more so over time. Uh, I think college also like helped and stuff. Like,
0: and really for me as dad, I needed to back up and let you be you. Yeah. Because uh, mom kept saying, "He's a good. We have a good son. You need to stop." Um, whatever it is I was doing. I mean, I don't mean to be laughing at it now because it wasn't laughable then, but I needed to stop being intentional and forcing my square peg into the round hole.
2: Uh, I do remember like, I don't know, I was super, I was really, really young at this time and it's still like kind of like imprinted in my mind for whatever reason. Um, But I remember I I don't know, something happened. I think I was, like, holding a fork. I had a plate of spaghetti or something, and I was sitting by your guys' room. And I was, like, very young. Like, I'm sure I was, like, probably, like, four or five, something like that. And I remember dropping my fork, and I was just, like, overwhelmed and just frustrated. It was, like, an inconvenience or whatever. Um, But I started to cry, and I vividly remember hearing you say are you going to cry again? And it was, that was something that was kind of put in my head that there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was to this or to that. Right. Um,
0: that one's on and, me. And that
2: was, I mean, that was a big lie that I battled my whole childhood, not just from my dad, but from my friends as well. And like, I was bullied a lot and I was, you know, just, I would come home every day and like cry and from high school and just be like, why the hell am I this person? Like I look at all these other guys and they're not fat like I am. They don't have a high-pitched voice like I do. When's puberty happening for me? Like (laughs) like, um, People think I'm annoying, like all these different things. And I also remember, again, when I was, like, young, maybe around eight or something like that, I remember, like, hearing you guys talk about, like, Jamie Lynn or talk about Campbell or Wes or someone, Um, and, like, you didn't know I was listening, but you guys were talking about them, and I had this thought that just came up out of nowhere and was just like, I wonder if they talk about me. And that's, like, part of, I feel like, part of the youngest sibling kind of thought process, especially of just, like, a four. There's so much going on. And I, and there was just, like, I mean, I was just living my life. Like, there was no, no like, trying to get someone's attention. But it was right then that there was the question posed of, like, wait, like, do they talk about me? Because that would be freaking awesome. Like, and I felt this sense of, like, I would be worthy of their attention Mm. if they talked about me when I wasn't there. Mm. And they didn't just talk to me when I was around or I was just there for correction or something like that. Like, yeah, something you guys were talking about, like, being either worried or proud. And both of those would be awesome to, like eavesdrop on mm-hmm. you know because yeah. it's like it showed me that like i wasn't just uh the runt. i wasn't just the runt of the group i was important and yeah mm-hmm. valued and mm-hmm. yeah that that kind of thought process just like it stuck with me and again it didn't i mean i just it didn't necessarily help with both you know uh school life and home life and that combination and everything. Um, but yeah, and I, I you know, went through like a like ton of healing with that. And like your, mine and your relationship like got a lot better. And we we're going out like to Buffalo Wild Wings. And <laughs> I actually tell that story in connection with meeting Liz because there was one night we were at Buffalo Wild Wings. You and me. Yeah, one of those times where I was just like, and you were very at, at that time, uh, apart from any other time in my life, you were very uh, emotionally there and emotionally available. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think like I've gotten better. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you hear, you know, and you hear the stereotype of like, and of dads like doing everything that they can like for their family and they're breaking their backs and doing all that. And that's like super
0: sure. all based on performance and achievement. And... Yeah.
2: And like that, that's, that's really commendable. And like yep. Yep. men are breaking their backs and they're doing the, doing the thing. And that was
0: the model I watched and did and repeated. Yeah. And, and, but
2: yeah, and I get that. And that's that it makes sense, you know, and like you want to provide for your family. They mean a lot. Um, but for my deep thinking
0: the... youngest son, he needed something different.
2: Yeah, the best thing was that, like, the phone was down Mm -hmm. or not there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, like, what I was saying was actually caught and held. Yep. Mm. And.
0: You felt important. You felt heard. Yeah. Understood.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't just, like, thrown back at me. It wasn't dropped. It was held. Mm -hmm. And. Questions were asked, and so I really started to value those times of going to Buffalo Wild Wings with you and talking about and trying to figure out why I was dealing with all these emotional relationship things that, and everything. These correct walls. me if I'm wrong, but did
0: we not go to Buffalo Wild Wings and then afterwards went and bought your, got your engagement ring before you headed off to Spain?
2: Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: That was later, though. Than
2: yeah, yeah, that was about. much later. That was, right, he's right, right, right. talking about Oregon, this is right? Probably, yeah, this is 2016 oh, okay. yeah. or okay. so. Okay. 2017? Yeah, because yeah, you guys used
1: to do that regularly when yeah. you were in Oregon. And That's I'm actually,
2: I, I, at that time, I was currently dating someone. And I was sharing, like, all these things that were going on. The first time, this was probably one of the times that you just kind of, like, were like, oh, I don't know, you do this. And I, <laughs> I was sharing all these things going on and whatnot. And you were like do you think it's because you haven't kissed a girl yet? And I was, I remember just being... I did, I did push him toward that. <laughs> I remember being so thrown off. I was like, that does not feel like that is the answer. And I was like, I don't necessarily like have a piece about that, but I, you you might know better than I do. And he was like, let me tell you. <laughs> when, when you kiss a girl... Things change. I was like, "Hey, you know what? Never tried it, so I, I was trying to hold out for my wife." And things change, right? <laughs> I yes, did.
1: She wasn't his wife. Know. Yes, that's true. Know.
2: Um, and this, so we we kissed and everything, and it's like, yeah, it was great. Obviously, I'm attracted to women, so I'm not mad about it. <laughs> um, but this conversation was after that. Gotcha. This was like in April of twenty. 17 or something like that. Okay. And I we were sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings and I was just asking all these questions and everything and you would, you just went you know why don't you just write down the things that you're looking for in a signif- in a significant other. I was like I've never thought about that. I, I guess I'll do that. So I went in my phone and I created a note and I just jotted down a few different things and Left that alone and uh, I think exactly a year later I met Liz and I laid in bed awake that night that I met her and I went into that note that I wrote that dad had me write. Wow. And I pressed enter a lot to kind of hide it if someone were to like actually <laughs> click it or something. And I put Elizabeth Flaherty and I put all the first things that I saw just on that first night that and they all lined up with those things that I had written down on that night and it checked off a lot more boxes and everything. So nice anyway. So yeah, so our relationship got better and everything. And I remember, uh, in 2017 when things were going down or whatever and you were going away and I, you know, wasn't talking to you for like Mm -hmm. three months or whatever. And this was like our last call. I remember feeling like super alone and that was like, you know, kind of a cool moment of like, for quite a while in my childhood, it's not like we're necessarily doing those things. Like, I remember you would take us to Dairy Queen and you would always say, I ho- are you guys going to remember when you are older and be like, oh, remember when dad would take us to Dairy Queen? And maybe that's the reason it sticks in my head <laughs> because of that. <laughs> Uh, But, yeah, the, uh, I'd like to say that I pretty much had, like, two dads. You know, I witnessed things happening with other siblings as well, like, especially, like, Wes, and, you know, you guys were would headbutt and go head-to-head. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, like, kind of the... Wesley
0: just didn't realize that Mufasa was still around and he wanted to take over. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. There was kind of the stuck-in-his-head... Kind of dad,
1: uh-huh.
2: ruled by shame. Kind of dad, and there was now the humble, which humility to me is the opposite of shame because sh- pride is a reaction to shame. Yep. Um, and then once you get shame off, you can actually step into humility. Yeah. And that's the dad that I that I have seen when you started to break and which was extremely painful uh but really really good. Yep. You know. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good times.
2: Good times. <laughs> um
1: I just wanted to jump in um, cuz a lot of this is about Steve and Jackson's relationship but as mom on the outside what I can say is um, because this is for parents of adult children. Yes. So we can all look at where we screwed up yes. when they were younger. I have
0: my hand in the air.
1: Yeah. Um, but, and we need to always remember, because this the, the, the child's reality is their reality. Right. Even if they remember it incorrectly. So there will always be things, the story that your kids tell you, that You want to correct them. Yeah, that you want to correct them and say, Well, no, that's not how it was. Um, and maybe they need to hear that that's not how it was, but it's still their reality and it's part of what formed them into who they are today. So as adults to be able to come to them humbly, that humble word really, really matters. Yes it does. To come to them humbly and be able to say, Wow I see it from your perspective. I hurt with you is very different. Um, I want Steve to tell his story about the father eclipse and Mm. the conversation you had with Jackson about that, because I, Mm. I feel like that was, you want
0: to get me choked up.
1: (laughs) That was an incredible father son moment where you acknowledged Mm. the pain of your child as an adult. Mm -hmm. He was an adult at this stage. Yeah. And you acknowledge that and you were willing to step back from parenting.
0: Thank you for putting me in that moment, sweetheart. <laughs> um, yeah, what Julia's is referring to is Jack and Liz were getting ready to head off to Spain. You, were, you had not obviously proposed yet, but uh, they're going off to a, a leadership development um, uh, thing for nine months. Yeah, nine yeah. months. And they were leaving like the next day.
2: Yeah, so. And we were
0: having breakfast uh, with both of them. And I needed to let Jack know that I, I, um, I think I, 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 I'm trying to remember exactly the conversation. But when we talk about the father eclipse, my dad, um, who's probably listening to this podcast, but he's already given me permission to, to share this. <laughs> and he parented the way he was taught. We, we all do. So parents, you know, we're not there to uh, point blame at. Because we did something wrong. The point is to become aware of that so you can learn from it and and, and, let, and let things change. But my, my dad um, had so much Bible verses in his head. And similar to how I was parenting Jack, um, my dad did that with me. And so I could not understand this love of the Heavenly Father because my earthly father was in the way in my head even though I'd been to seminary. um, And I am going, I know about grace. I know all these verses. My Bible became a textbook. And so I got all that stuff. But it really kind of took my relationship with Jackson to um, make it reality for me to going, hey, the same way that my dad, my earthly dad blocked how uh, I could understand and, and, and draw close to the Heavenly Father, I did not want that to happen in my relationship with him. So he's heading off to Spain. And I said, look, um, I'm going to go to the sidelines. And I'm going to be your biggest fan. Because you've gotten everything you get from me for right now. And there's some men in Mija, Spain, who are going to father you. And I want you to listen really well for them. But I'm going to be watching you because I'm going to learn from you. And that's exactly what happened. In fact, I have a picture on my phone, Jack, I think you've seen it. It's on our Aura thing over there, of Andrew. Uh, That was the first time you were sharing your testimony at G42. And he's holding your face and you're looking at him. And I can just even imagine, because I've done this with a number of men, saying, you are a good man. And all those things that maybe I had spoken into with no I don't wake up in the morning going, you know what? I want to, I want to be mean to my wife. I want to be mean to, to my son Jackson. You, nobody wakes up with that. You have this strong desire to just, I want them to be the best version of them, but my view of who Jack was and needed to be was not what the Heavenly Father had. And I had realized that and said, I'm going to the sidelines. I'm going to sit and watch. Because the way you handle this and heal from this Because at that time, I wasn't talking to my dad. There was no emails. There was no phone calls. And I knew at some point God was going to bring us back together. But I needed to watch Jackson um, get fathered by those guys in Spain. And I gave him a big hug and um, went to the sidelines and waited to be invited back onto the playing field. Is that what you wanted me to tell?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and I ironically, like, that... Oddly enough, like you stepping out and giving that space was you parenting me still, because mm. uh, I didn't know that I even needed that. But it gave me the space to heal my relationship with the Lord and to truly become just a, you know, a beloved son to Him, um, and I I think like. Parents uh, and I've I've seen it like um, in close friends relationships with their parents and everything and just you know even my friends who are becoming parents and stuff. Parenting that word almost sounds like teaching it yes. correction right and
0: that's what we've talked about the podcast like yeah we're shifting out of that
2: and it's really just you've got like parenting I believe is like the hardest job in the entire world because you've got to be on every day Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and you have to die to yourself every day
0: yes even if your kids don't recognize it
2: exactly and on top of that you like you have to start the day at the tree of life and work from a place of rest every single day period And if you don't, that's where impatience comes in. That's where snapping comes in. But you've got to live your life completely in your heart. Because I believe parenting is honestly like dealing with... You've got to be wise. It's all about wisdom. Mm -hmm. And knowing when to and when to not. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in both instances, you're parenting. There's never a moment that you're not parenting unless you just call it quits and you bow out like a coward and you dip on your family like it's going to be hard period but you stepping out was probably the biggest parenting move that you've ever made in my in my life and in my formation and in my relationship with the lord because i didn't know that i looked at the at god similar to how i looked at you i i truly believed god was uh, upset with me that there were like regardless of how it sounded right underneath right. he was displeased with me. Right. And there was something that I wasn't doing. Right. And I wasn't I just wanted to know what it what what the right way was. I right. remember just being like, God just freaking tell right. me. Yep. Because that's what my relationship was with you was just tell me and then I'll know. Right. You know? And I met a God that was completely different, vastly different, and so freaking deep and so freaking good. And that that wouldn't have happened if you were just constantly in my face and stuff and I was being triggered by those childhood wounds that I had because that would keep me from living in the present moment and experiencing god as he is mm-hmm. so
0: yeah and that and that's the hard part for we've been talking to parents of adult children for you know a few months here now the hard part is stepping back and trusting that the god of this universe has our kids yeah. we, we've done everything we can um i i've got to i've got to entrust them to other other people who can speak life into them because sometimes, they, not sometimes, most often a third party uh, can bring the truth and look at it from a different thing and gives that uh, son or daughter a chance to process with them. And that's okay. You don't have to have all the answers. You just have to know when to step back and and, and surrender them and trust them to the Lord.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Good stuff. I'm good just stuff. I'm just sitting here taking it all in and listening. So yeah. this is all good.
0: Jackson's taught me a lot. <coughs> Excuse me. About the depth of relationship with the father. I mean, even after he came back from Spain and been part of the, the, the church that we built here, the house church and stuff, and the, before he took off for California, you guys were here for like, what, a year? Mm-hmm. Got married here in Georgia during the pandemic, and I'm not holding against them, but it was in August in 95 degree heat,
2: 95% humidity. Again, we had planned for it. <laughs> it was not our fault. So. Um, it an was,
1: incredibly beautiful day.
2: But, um, Someone
0: else. but the thing is, I think as parents of adult children, be, be, um, be curious. Be, just because you're the parent and you're 20 or 30 years older doesn't mean there isn't something you can learn from your adult kids. Right. I've learned more from my kids um, and things about the Holy Spirit uh, that's never talked about in church, it's never talked about in seminary, and they have taught me and i get excited about that so have a teachable heart they they're they're your they're your peers in a sense yeah you're you're the biological parent but we're wanting you to pivot from being that instructional parent to just back off let them figure out life um i have two my two youngest kids had faith crises and they both have incredibly deep and strong relationships with the lord now that's by no Thing that we've ever done. Nothing. And in we fact, did. people always ask us, how, "How is it that your four kids are, are so deeply walking with the Lord, and they've chosen so well?" It's like we, we you know, that's all God. Because um, I, surely, we share every one of our mistakes on this podcast, <laughs> and there is no guarantee that if you listen to Steve and Julia, that your gonna, family's going to turn out the same way. Um, but I'm just, I'm just going with our narrative and how God has weaved our story together and what we've learned. But yeah. um, I, I say, you know, own your mistakes before your kids. You're going to gain valuable and deep relationship. Don't correct them, even if they remember a funny story uh, and things, because what you're saying is you didn't get it right. I don't want my kids to, to sit there and think I didn't get it right. I want to laugh and enjoy the moment. If they missed a detail or whatever, or however way they're telling a story, even of pain and suffering, let them just tell the story and sit in, the, and sit in that and just go, wow, that must have been tough because I want relationship with them. I don't need to be right.
2: Right. Yeah, it really just uh, it doesn't matter.
1: Absolutely, it doesn't matter. Um, so, Jack, if there's anything that you wish that parents of adult children knew or something that, a piece of wisdom for them to deal with their adult children, what is that thing that you would want to impart?
2: Um, I'll finish with two things. One is for parents and the other is for the adult children of the parents. (laughs) (laughs) So to the parents, I was thinking the other day, um, and I've heard stories from, uh, I'm in a married group on Tuesday nights with friends at Hume. And uh, earlier on in that group, I remember a couple telling a story of, um, when they had gone to visit her family and he was like it was so weird it was just like I had never seen Alyssa act like this before and I was like where'd she go and I, I was I thought of that and I was like yeah I actually had the same thing happen when we went and visited Liz's parents like it was like she was triggered by so many different things And she went into these thought processes and it was like, I felt alone. I was like, whoa, I'm already like kind of the odd one out. And now I'm, I don't know where my wife went, you know, like, and I think one parents understanding that, 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 that does happen. I remember when I moved back into the house, into the basement here in Georgia. Yes. And I'm an adult. Me and my dad have a good relationship, but it was like. The smallest thing of like, hey, can you and I immediately would just tense up. And I'm like, leave me the alone. Like, <laughs> what is... Like, why? You know, like, because I was triggered into this mindset of being that kid. And all those yeah. things were so familiar. Back, and yeah. so for kids, that's that's also... You've got to be aware of those things. And come out of agreement with those things. And seek to heal from those things. And understand when those things come up. Huh. So there's that side. And two. I guess I have two things for parents. Two, (laughs) you may think that you know your kid better than anyone in the world, but their spouse knows Mm. them the best Mm. of who they are right now Mm. and who they have become. Mm. They don't have those 20-something years of Mm. all that baggage that you know that you've seen Mm. of... Of Jack being lazy and sleeping in and mm. and you know always like late and always this and always that like there may be times now that I do those things, but then I'm put in that box right. of yep, yeah like classic Jack and then I feel like you know I let that box fall over me yep. mm. and I'm like stuck in it and then that that's where that cycle comes from and I get mad I'm like no that's not me anymore and so for you parents. You have so many years of evidence and experience on your side of who your son, who your daughter is. But the whole thing of being curious and being inquisitive, like that's most important. Like that was super important, obviously, when we're kids and everything, of learning who they are. Mm -hmm. But that's so, that's also so freaking important about where we're at now. So we don't stay kids so that the person that you're interacting with isn't the same eight-year-old Jack, you know, isn't the same 15, 18-year-old Jackson. You want to experience 27-year-old Jackson. You want to experience 24-year-old Jesse. Like whoever it is, whoever your kid is, you want to experience them for who they are now. Be inquisitive with where they're at now. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Give them grace and listen to them of who they are right now. And honestly, defer to their spouse because their spouse knows them so much deeper mm-hmm. than you know them right now.
0: And that's okay. So I, I totally agree with everything Jackson said. What This is an amazing wise man. He's only 27. Yeah. Um, because a pride gets in the way. What Jack just said was defer to the spouse. Mom and dad, it's okay if, uh, you know, give your child that room to grow and give them the grace. And, yeah. and defer to the spouse because they're a couple now. They, you want them to leave and cleave.
2: So support that. Yeah. Well,
1: and let them out of the box that you've put them yeah. in.
2: Yep. yep, well said. And then on the other hand, for the adult children, I had I literally was thinking earlier this week, and I was just getting something from the fridge and all of a sudden just popped in my head. And I was like, in some ways, uh, the things that you've been frustrated with Uh, that your parents may have done while you were a child, not accepting you as you are, like all these different things. In some ways you're doing the exact same thing to them now. Mm -hmm. And it's like this power dynamic has kind of shifted Mm -hmm. of, of you want your parents to just get it, to just like, why don't you just see, why don't you see me for me? Or why don't you do this? Oh, you're, you know, you're so negative or you're looking at this and blah, 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 blah. Like whatever it is, or this opinion that you have, or you're never going to change. Like, all these different things. It's like, you're doing the same exact freaking thing that you complained about for so many years that wounded you for so long. And you're re- you're just turning around and doing the same thing to your parents? Like, mm-hmm. w- why? And you need to be called out on that. And you need to, like, hear that just straight up. I needed to hear it. I think it was just from the Lord. Like, the Lord just kind of put that on my I'm arm. wondering what
0: was in the refrigerator that triggered him.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> freaking knows, But... And I realized, like, I have definitely, like, done that to you guys of, like, and and you guys just kind of feeling like you're not good enough to be my parent or you're not reaching this threshold of this expectation that I have. And so you're constantly feeling like you're failing as an adult parent or as a parent because I'm kind of withholding, I, like, withhold my love yeah. Until you get it. Right. But I'm not going to tell you how to get it. Right. You just got to get it. Right. Right? Wow. And so, yeah, adult children stop profound. doing that. <laughs> so. Now,
1: and actually, that's super helpful for me because um, there is that part of me that I always feel that way. I, I constantly feel... I didn't feel that way like a bad mom when you guys were growing up. But I've struggled with it more with the adult kids and so you put words to probably how a lot of parents feel out there that you just validated a lot of parents and that's really great um, because I think that we really do struggle with that you know when you don't hear from your kids or we want connection um, or you know you have yeah. different political views or you're different, Faith in general, or you or are sexuality just...
0: Sexuality stuff we talked about sexuality earlier. Sexuality stuff, other podcasts. all that
1: kind of stuff that... Um, and I think back even to what I expected my parents to know and understand that, oh, my generation's different, and you don't get that. And, you know, um, so there's a there's a lot of that that yeah. I think goes on from generation to generation.
2: Yeah. For sure. And conversations still need to be had, like... yeah. I think there can... It, it, it's either one, you're just acting like a child and just being like, why don't you ever blah, 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 And I don't know if we necessarily... I don't think we necessarily do that. No. Um, but there still needs to be conversations of... Like, you're an adult. Have an adult conversation about, like, how what your parents are doing or, like, you know, you're feeling about this or this is coming across this way or X, Y, and Z. And, like, turn it around on them. Like, because guaranteed there are so many things that you're doing that are coming across a certain way to them and so like just have an adult conversation because the relationship is ongoing it's not just over and you don't just fall back into your family system it's constantly evolving
0: right the key is not to blame the key is to listen with a humble heart have a teachable heart seek to be understood and be in relationship Um, those are the key things to having a, a, a very deep conversation with your adult children and just be authentic and honest that's kind of what we have been pushing for as you shift from parent to partner um own your mistakes and then move forward because your adult child has changed and give them the grace to and give them the benefit of the doubt
1: um i also want to say too and you know i'm not sure how many younger people ever listen um To this podcast. So, yeah, to That's this true. podcast. But maybe some parents are saying, hey, you should listen to this. I hey, but know. this is an
2: excerpt you can put on Instagram or something. That's There you right.
1: go. There you go. Um, but two, I think one thing as you know, we parents have been children. We are children to our parents.
0: And we forget that part.
1: And we forget that. Um, and we, one thing that we forget with our parents, and I will say that this helped me Many times over growing up into my adulthood and even into parenthood, when I looked at my parents, I had to remember that they come with a story, Mm -hmm. that they came with a childhood, Mm -hmm. that they came with hurts, that they came with um, their parents, that they're they're just all of these stories. And, um, you know, my dad, I loved him dearly. But he wasn't the greatest dad. Um, he provided well. He did what he thought he was supposed to do on some level. But he was not physically available or emotionally available. And um, that was always really hurtful to me. But I,
0: which, And still is.
1: And still is. But I try to always remember that there's a reason why he was the way he was. And so if we can always just be giving grace on yeah. that level that someone is hurting and that's why they behave the way they do. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Jackson Graham, thank you for being on the parent pivot podcast. We do tell our listeners, Hey, if you want to get in touch with us, we've got a Gmail address at parent at gmail.com. Um, it has been a pleasure. I have sat here and listened and learned from you and and, and you can see why we started off this podcast by saying, you remember I was driving in the car and he used to ask all these questions. <laughs> well, 27 years later, he is a man of great wisdom and you just heard it all. And we are very proud of who you are and grateful that you are our youngest son. And do we, do we say this on the air again? He's our favorite son. <laughs>
1: no. Have we said that with all the other kids? We, yeah. we have.
0: We uh, have. It's
2: only true with one. So <laughs>
0: thanks for being with us on the Parent Pivot Podcast. It was great. Thanks.